I'm your host, Jesse Zwag, and this is the Z-Report Live. This week, we are back in the Nachum Siegel Network studios in the Lower East Side. Executive Avrami at the helm. Say hi, Avrami. Hi, Avrami. And uh, 
Dovid's here, do Dave, Duke, whatever you want to call him. Hi, Dave. So we are back in the Lower East Side. Nachum Siegel is in the Holy Land, Eretz Israel. If you haven't been broadcast, if you haven't been listening to the broadcast, you've been missing out on a really astounding week. Started off Monday morning at JFK Airport. Nachum, Miriam, and ZK uh, boarded a Nefesh Benefesh flight. They brought they broadcasted in JFK on Monday, and they broadcasted from Ben Gurion. On Tuesday, when they landed, right, uh, right around me, yeah, something like that. That's the ticket. And they have a week's worth of shows in Eretz Yisrael, and it's going to be fabulous. They are, if if you're not already a fan and following Nachum on Twitter and Facebook, Twitter is Tall Jewish Radio, and Facebook is Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. You can see pictures and uh, comments on their entire visit in Eretz Yisrael, and we implore you to check it out because it is really interesting. But being that Nachum's not here. Um, we have the pleasure today of having world-renowned blues guitarist Laser Lloyd in the studio with us in just a little while, and uh, Avrami's ready for some really great action. Laser is bringing his acoustic guitar, his electric guitar, he has a new album out. Laser was part of Revelish Sheva, and I don't know if you know this, Avrami, he was also part of and formed the rock group Yud. Oh yeah, that I did now. Yeah. So that, and he's played on Lenny Solomon's uh, Ani Yehudi All-Star Edition, and he's sung on that, as well as a bunch of other projects. So we are excited to have Laser in the studio. Later today, the world premiere, first listen ever to a brand new song of Avram Fried's latest upcoming album, Amachaya, the Yiddish album Dune Stores next week from Samech Music. So check out JewishJewBox.com for more. We have the world premiere, first broadcast ever of the... Jewish star alum Choni Grunblatt with his new single, Odyeva Ayom, a brand new single from Israeli singer, singer and composer Alad Sha'er. And some more great Israel tunes. We're going to kick it off with this Leap of Schmelzer favorite off of Leap of Faith, the opening track, Chatzaitzris. And you, my friends, listening to this is your part live on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, my God. 
Oh, 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 oh,
was Aton Katz with his Niggin Elul off of his latest album, Shuvu, which we gave away a copy of last week. Now, Jewish star alum Choni Gunblat released a brand new single. And if I can get to my desktop over here with this brand new fancy screen, we're rearranging the studio for Laser. That's, that's how much we love Laser Lloyd over here. So, Jewish star alum Choni Grunblatt released a brand new song. This is his second original single. He composed it himself. You see that, Avrami? Not only he sings, but he composes too. What do you say to that? You know people like that, Avrami? I know a couple. I think it's nice when that happens. Somebody did but it doesn't always, always work. You Someone know. did this song like Shiviti, but he composed it, but he didn't end up singing it. Right. That's true. Because uh. sometimes you got to be honest. It's a, you got to serve the song, not just yourself. Uh. Sahoni says it's very special to him how all the sounds came together from the composing to the singing to the arrangements and the overall production uh, about this new original track. For this song, Khoni chose to work with, together with, Glenimro de Medio. I don't even know how to pronounce that properly. Who also produced his debut single, Kha Anushira. The choirs for the song are explosive, including the voice of his close friend, Isoy Kaplushnik. Why can't people pick just regular Steve Schwartz or Klein? I think you need or... to practice these things before you go on the air. <laughs> I don't know. The song is sure to leave its mark. As Grimblot says, I expect this song to become a prayer, a hope feeder, like a shelter to the reality we live in. It makes you sing along, stand in your chair, and wave to the rhythm. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you the world premiere, Ojavohayam, Nachum Siegel Network exclusive, Choni Grimblot, NachumSiegel.com, Zirport, Live Lunch.
Benny Friedman with Amara with us in the studio. Yes. Via wait, how, via plane, via bus, via car from Israel. <laughs> World-renowned phenomenon, electric guitar, blues man, Laser Lloyd. Hey, good to be here. Shalom Aleichem. Blessings from Israel. Well, we appreciate it. I got to tell you, Laser, so everyone kept telling me I got to go to Israel. I got to go to Israel. I'm going to have to interview so many music guys in Israel and over here. I can go soon, but some of the guys are coming here. So I don't know if it's uh, as much of a necessity as it used to be. Yeah, you know, we got to spread the wellsprings out. We have to come, you know, until the Jews are all make it back to the homeland. So we have to come, come, come over here. So I actually saw you uh, about two months ago with Shlomo Katz. You guys did a show here. 
That's right. Rev, Rob Shlomo Katz. Yeah, He's my Rob. Downtown, downtown Brooklyn. You know, it's funny, Laser, because I get a, a booklet of Divrei Torah every Friday in my email. Right. And it, it comes from our bundle from all over the world. And, and this guy last week was quoting Shlomo, Rabbi Shlomo Katz. Sure. I mean, people, he's a singer, but just like Rab Shlomo Kalibach, people thought he was a singer. If Whoever knew how much of a you know, tzaddik he was in his writings and his Torahs, the, the nigunim are a small part of it. Right. Shlomo Katz the same way. But it's, it's a package deal. You know, it's the a music, package deal, music for sure. The music enhances everything. Yeah, for sure. So let, let's start off that we, let's say we have a bunch of listeners that never heard the name Laser Lloyd. Right. When did Laser Lloyd first pick up a guitar? Yeah, so my father was a musician. He didn't he wasn't a musician professionally, but he loved music, and he was a jazz fan. He always had a guitar in the house, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't grow up. Uh, didn't we were Jewish, but very disconnected. Right. But our Shabbat was on Sunday, and it composed of Dad taking a glass of whiskey and putting jazz and blues on the radio, and we would all sit in the living room, and you know. And hang out. So that's what I, you know, grew up on. That was my religion, the blues and the jazz. And, the, and this Goya guitar sitting there. The name of the guitar was a Goya from Sweden. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we make jokes about that. And my, you know, my first <laughs> Goya was from Sweden. And anyway, so uh, that was it. At one time I heard B.B. King. My father played me B.B. King. And it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. The, the notes, just there was a few notes, but the way he sang and played, so I started trying to figure it out, you know. On on his guitar? On, on the guitar there, yeah. And I never really had uh, lessons. You know, I did it by myself pretty much. So you're, you're a self-taught yeah. guitar virtuoso. Until I got to, you know, the time, and then I was playing professionally in high school. We had a band, mm-hmm. and my mom says, and uh, well, what are you going to do uh I said, well, it's obvious I'm going to go play the blues, you know. I'm going to go to Texas. She says, well, no, you're going to go to college. You know, every good Jewish mother. 100%. So my mom filled out the best uh, 15 college applications she thought might work. And you got to be a doctor, right? Well, yeah, like, something like that. But right. my father said, listen, he made a compromise. He said, he'll go to college, he'll be a music major. So I majored in college at Skidmore Music is College, upstate New York. But what is that like when you're a blues, when you're a blues guy and you're taking... Uh, musical theory and like you know how, yeah. how do, is there a connection yeah, yeah, somewhere it's t- there it's torture you know you're you're looking for soul and your heart and you're forced to use your mind you're probably learning classical stuff yeah, yeah. We, we told the story last night because i went back to play at, at uh, in saratoga last night a concert where the mice mice college was from hadn't been living there since 1988 wow yeah and i was reminiscing how she asked me the, the professor of the department at the before she let me pass the last day. She said, just tell me, what is it that you don't like about the classical <laughs> music? And you're so crazy about B.B. King. Right. So I told her basically like this. I said, listen, one note of B.B. King really shakes my heart and soul more than all the Mozart concertos because it's just, the Mozart's very cute, but it's all in my, it's a head thing. I think it's it's technical. It's technical. It's in the head, and I, I don't feel the pain there. Mm-hmm. And I guess because being a Jew... The black music and the black struggle, and even though when I was not, didn't know, I wasn't so connected with my Jewishness. But right. I think there's something there in the music that's very, there's a struggle there. There's a real honest something going on. We've been mistreated. Right. And, and uh, I connected to that. Now, let me ask you. So, you, But your whole life and view changed 
When you oh. met when you met Rabbi Shlomo Kalba. Yeah, so after college, I had a band called The Last Mavericks doing my own original music. Mm-hmm. And happened to me, miracle story that, you know, the kids in them have a band, you make a demo and you send it out to all the record companies. So we did that and uh, we spent way, way too much money on it. And, uh, in those oh, days. In those yeah. days, we owed a lot of money. And one day sitting in the, at the day jobs, somebody calls and he says, it's Toby Moffitt from... A and R at Atlantic Records, wow. and he likes to this. He likes to see the, the tape, and he wants us to come showcase in Manhattan. Make a long story short, the guy really loved it. I'm, I find myself about two months later living in Manhattan, recording for Atlantic Records more demos in the middle of doing this. And uh, it's uh, we don't have so much time, but it, we'll we'll tell it tomorrow night at the Millenary Center Synagogue. Right, know. so the Millionaire Center Synagogue. That's where it all started. This for is me. where you met Rabbi Shlomo Karbach. Was nineteen ninety three. Ninety three. Ninety three. You met him no, there. He passed. This is going to be his twentieth anniversary. Twentieth uh, Yurt site. So it's right. going to in, in, in uh, this after Sukkot will be his twentieth Yurt site. Yeah, in October, right? Yeah. Ted Zion Cheshvan. Right. So, so you met him and you. We played together. He so Rav this Rav Warman. I met a homeless person in Central Park. It's really like an Eliyahu Navi story. It's I, I pinch myself and to think if it's really real. But until Rav Warman tomorrow, we're going to go there. And we're going to play the concert. He's going to. There was a homeless guy I met there. Mm-hmm. Told me he's Jewish. Told me he prays. Anyway, he told me to come check it out. You know, he's this. He's, he 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 sleeps in the street where they they need a minion. They know he's Jewish. So anyway, I, it looked to me a long shot. I showed up the next day, and there is this. Uh, Shul, and the guy's Izzy was the homeless man's name. He was Jewish. He looked like Ed Koch at age 80 with the green <laughs> rain jacket, no shoes. Right. And uh, and I walk in, and there the, the Rabbi Warman. He was a follower of Rav Kahana, and there he is opening up the Aaron Kodesh. And I walk in, and he just took. He just was very loving, and he asked me what I do. And I said, I'm a musician. And before I knew it, two weeks later, he has me playing a concert with Rabbi Shlomo Kalibach in the shul there. Just me and Shlomo and someone else added on. But it was a life-changing thing. I was My religion was the blues, and I didn't think that Judaism, I grew up in, you know, Reformed Temple. I think on Yom Kippur I was outside playing football because it just didn't look like a possibility. Right. So anyway, I just was just blown away by the stories and I never, I had played with some famous people, but what was on the stage and after the stage was always two different things. But when Rev Shlomo sang, I just saw his whole being, never saw anyone sing until today with his whole being. I felt like he was really singing for the whole world. It was just an amazing thing. I, one song he's crying, the next song the whole place is dancing, singing. I never saw Men dance together, you know. I was a, you know, probably, no, no, I, I never sure. saw that. It was, and then, uh, but I was really shocked by the music because I was so into the blues. There was a special blues note that I like called the flat five. Okay. And now that's a special note. How does it go? It goes. You hear that note? Yeah, yeah. Now, they say this is a mistake in the classical world. That's like a mistake. Why? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a dissonant note. It's a bending note. Uh-huh. It's a note that... Uh, it's, an, it's, a, uh, it's a note... Here, I'm going to move the microphone here so you guys can hear it out there. Okay. It's just, 
Between it was a, bl- a black struggle note. Mm-hmm. The black music was like taking white harmony, but play- taking major chords and playing minor notes on them, and other notes that were bending out. It really stands back for the base of Migdash. It comes from an African thing of you have it in Middle Eastern music of of these tension harmonies. Where in in America and in Western white music, everything is very organized and in its place most of the it has, time. Because it has to be explained. It has to be explained. And from where the black person comes from and where we come from originally, there is this ethereal, spiritual thing that's above the understanding. And I thought it only came... And then when so Shlomo started playing also, you know, we have all our great Jewish niguni from the Balzano. goes... So after the show, I was just blown away. I said, I said Rav Shlomo, what's, what's those niguni with the flat five? And so he was a very funny guy. So he tells me, he says, oh, he says, Laser says, I know about flat tires. <laughs> a flat five, I don't really know. So I said, who wrote those digun in the go? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, oh, he says, that's the Baal Shem Tov. Right. So I said, oh, the Baal Shem Tov, I got to meet him. <laughs> so he says, he says, no. You're I, a little bit too late. He says, no, you don't want to meet the Baal Shem Tov. I said, why? He says, that's between 250 years. Right. When he told me that, my whole thing was, bu- bubble was bursted because, you thought you'd yeah, be able to discuss it with somebody and learn. No, no, no. Here I thought I found the most spiritual thing, this right. black blues music, right. and I had built my whole life around it. And then this was so cool. And now I heard this rabbi play this music, and then he tells me it's before 250 years that the Jews were doing it, and the Chazira, and I had already put those people in the can, you know. So all of a sudden, you're like... Can't open up again. Can't open up. And so, and then it just, that's it. I just found my own blues. That's that, I realized it. These are the blues I was looking for. Well, let me ask you a question that we ask a lot of people in the Jewish music industry. Um, what do you consider Jewish music to be? A Jewish music for me is anything that is L'Shem Shamayim. That's Jewish music. Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Because uh, yeah. a lot of composers, a lot of well-known composers will say, well, a Jew had to have written it or... You know, it has to be certain notes. Certain notes are secular, and certain notes are Jewish. Which, yeah. if you no. if you think about it, sounds a little bit ridiculous. You know, God didn't intend, God didn't re- intend that. You know, okay, an, an A minor is good. And, uh, All right. Well, when we're influenced. Listen, most of the songs we sing to it at a chasana today. Right. Let's say an Ashkenazi chasana. Most of these things were influenced by. Russian peasants from 300 years ago. It's not what we would do. You know what I'm saying? I know, 100%. And it's just the, so it's the, every place was influenced by the culture there. It's really hard to get back to the actual the Svardim and the, the closest you can get to, if you want to talk about an actual authentic Jewish music, yeah. it's probably only the original Temeni music. I have Temeni friends that they have traditions that they say are from the first base of Migdash. And when wow. you hear the music, it's really, really. Sounds something, but if you would ask a guy, a Hasidic guy from Borough Park, let me play some Jewish music, he said, are you whacked out? That's an Arab music. <laughs> but actually, it's much closer to no, me. Uh, to, yeah. to the source, yeah. so, 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 so the thing is, you have the music, and then you have the content. Right. right? I mean, and to Hasidic guy, it's probably music that was handed down from his grandfather to his father, so to speak. So they're those tunes that, you know, they grew up with. They grew up with, but, but everyone knows they were influenced by the Europe. peasants, yeah. right. by the peasants in Russia, most of them, most of them in Poland. This style mm-hmm. has very much influenced it. So there's no, not, none, of, none of the things we hit it. Now, that's much different than the Rebbe Nigunim, 
when the Mojitsa Rebbe or the Chabad Rebbe, Rabbi Nachman, writes a nigun, mm-hmm. that comes from Shamayim purely with no influence. And that's when I was also blown away when I saw the, some of the first Chabad nigunim. There were actual, supposed to be mistakes from my musical theory. Okay. <coughs> the way it, the transpositions are in the wrong place. Everything's not supposed to work, and it sounds so unbelievable because the Rebbe's are bringing it from Shemayim and there's right. no rules in Shemayim with musical rules. It's different rules. But do you ever wonder if the Rebbe gets it and he's not a musician so he has to sing it to a secondary uh, Talmud <coughs> or, or, or a follower and right. the follower is a musician and he's the one playing it out. Do you ever wonder if there's a well, the chords. Well, well, there, there, there is a lot of times with the chords. See, we have the, the actual melody. You have the melody and then you have the chords. Right. So you can get... When, some you're, when you're playing at a wedding... You're usually not playing the melody, usually playing the chords around the melody. Well, it depends. The singer sings it usually. Singer right? sings the melody. The melody, right. or, or the clarinet player or the guitar player plays the melody. And that's a big problem because a lot, depending on who, how sophisticated the other players are. If they can so, catch up or not. Right? Yeah, with the different harmonies. You can make it sound about anything. You're right about the harmony. But the actual melodies that the Rebbe's brought down, mm-hmm. those were godly things. That's something, and that's, I, would, I would say those are the most Jewish you can get. It's actually funny you bring that up. I was at a wedding two weeks ago, and somebody comes over to me, and he's like, is it me, or is the keyboard player playing off? <laughs> and I looked at him, and I said, I think he's playing not the melody. He's playing you know, around the melody the way he's supposed to be playing it. Right. You mean improvising? No. Like, like you said, uh, yeah. a, a keyboard player is going to be playing, uh, what, what, what was the word you used? The harmony. Not the, uh, harmony or, or uh, chords. Chords. Keyboard player was playing the chords. Right. But this guy obviously was at so many weddings where the keyboard player is playing the actual melody and right. it sounded worth him. Right. But this guy is professionally went to school and he's playing chords because that's what he's supposed to play. So right. It was, it, was, it was interesting. Right. But you're saying that, that from the Rebbeim it came down directly. The Re- the yeah, the Rebbe Nigun, you can hear there's certain Nigunim that the Rebbe's wrote that this is not affected by the local culture. This is something way out. Now you have a lot of original material. Do you consider these to be from the source? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, uh, listen. Yeah, there's certain things I write that the music is very influenced by Black American music, mm-hmm. and the content is spiritually Jewish oriented. Mm-hmm. You so know. you're wrapping it up, so to speak. Yeah, because uh, we, listen, we want to make uh, my goal is to do to connect to everyone. You need to deliver it to the people in the yeah. way they're going, the way they're going to be able to accept it. And so that's what I know best. But in the last few years, I also write a lot of nigunim, original nigunim. Can you, can you give us an example, Isaac? I can give you an example. My guitar is on tuned nigun style right we'll now. We'll give you a, a minute unless, okay. you, unless oh, you think you don't want to do it today. No. Give me one minute. Wow. So there, there's a nigun style. You hear that from me? My uh, engineer here is, is uh, a guitarist, too. Just one second. Avram, you going to let me know if he's doing anything wrong? The laser's tuning his guitar for Nigun. Here we go. What's the Nigun called? No, it, it, it was tuned before that to a special... Um, I'm to sorry, a special. I, no, I, it's I, okay. I, <laughs> middle, it's a combination. I had learned a combination. how to combine like the Middle Eastern with the blues tuning. I came up with an original tuning. Interesting. So that's, I'll play it to you later, but... So this is in a nigun that I think Rav Shlomo sent it to me. It's called Simchat Oilam. Hi, <laughs> 
Israel and they want a taste of of uh, Yiddishkeit. They mm-hmm. want to know what the Holy Land speaks to them. So I like to make simple nigunim that it's not easy to catch something like Shlomo Kalibach had the real niche of how to bring something gaval down very simple. Now how do you explain, let's say when you were in school, how do you explain what a nigun is? A, a nigun is yeah. something technically that there's no... Hold on a sec. We're going to get you uh, switch microphones for you. Hopefully this one will stay where we need it to stay. Why don't you swing that one over that way, Laser? Maybe if we put this on the guitar. Oh, or you can put that on the guitar. Yeah. Okay. Try using that one. Okay, cool. Okay. So in musical class, theory, a nigun uh, doesn't exist. Yeah, a nigun doesn't exist because what it, why, it's not, it's, a nigun is not a song without words. A nigun is a nigun. A nigun is something you sing and all of a sudden a Jew just feels connected. Mm-hmm. Just feel something, and he can't. And and the beautiful thing of a nigun is, without words, he can't explain what it is. That he, David Melech says when he would get, bring in his highest moments of close to Hashem, right. he would say, I, "I I can't bring it down. I can't really explain to you in words exactly what it means that I'm connecting with Hashem." Words are like a constraint, so to speak. Yeah, I guess if the tones are powerful enough. Yeah. So, the, but the nigun gives a Jew a, a real tikva, a real Hope, a real connection, a real... Well, they say the Levim used to sing in the base of Migdash when sure. you brought a carbon. That's right. And I, we don't know if they sang words, but from what we understand, the songs that they were singing, you, you would feel so bad for the thing that you did. Right. You'd have harata and that, you you know, you'd, you'd be forgiven for your for your right. averus. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very powerful, the power of the nigun, you know. First time I heard a Jewish nigun, the first one I really heard was... Uh, Ten banu ten. That's the first of the ten banu. Was the first uh, nigun I heard. You know, I was just I said, wow, it's so simple, but there's something so gavalt there, you know. 
And, that, and the funny thing is, a lot of Shlomo Kalbach's comp- compositions, I would say even most of them, simple. They're not complicated, chordly, or, or anything. They're all, I yeah. guess I would say, folky. And is, is that yeah, wrong? Yeah, ex- exactly. That's what he, cause, because that's what the Baal Shem Tov was trying to do, was take big secrets of the Kabbalah and, and, and bring it down so that the local peasant who really doesn't know anything so much, doesn't have a chance to learn, mm-hmm. can feel a connection to Hashem with a, a, a vot. So the uh, Shlomo was trying to do that with his nigunim. In fact, sometimes people make, I remember some people would make fun of when I tell them, I like of the religious people say, oh, it's so simple though, those aren't really, And but that's the chap right. of it, that's that the big people can bring something holy down in a simple fashion, it can be grasped to a simple person. So you met Rav Shlomo Kabach in '93, yeah, yeah. and then, and how long from then till when you made yeah, Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael? I have a great thing here. You like this? This is card. Is a card? Yeah, yeah. Or like he a Rebbe card or something? Yeah. Well, he says I have to play with him. You see, he's like he, he says I have to come play with him in Israel. <laughs> this is great. So he gave this to you in '93. Yeah, yeah. You see that? It's a business card for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He was, it was like he says, you know, I didn't know at the time, and this is how I look when I met Rav Shlomo. Oh, this this wow. you can't say on the look radio. At that, but look at that hair. Yeah. yeah. Laser, you're a commercial for like bounce or <laughs> head and shoulders or something. So anyway, he's, you know, he says, wow, after the concert, you know, I didn't know one of the songs, and I don't, I tried to do my best. All I knew was to play blues to his music. So right. I, I don't know if he like he comes after and he says, "Wow, I never heard anything like that. It's so unbelievable. Yeah, my music never sounded so good. You got to come play with me in Israel, you know." So I right. bought into it. You know, he says, "Okay." You know, only years later, I read a newspaper article and then I I, I figured I, they said, "Shlomo, how can you tell everybody rabbis aren't supposed to lie and you tell everybody they're the greatest?" Right. Everybody can't be the greatest. Right, it's impossible, right? So he says, listen, when I'm with that individual, for me, he's the greatest in the world. I'm not lying. <laughs> so so he told me I got to go play with him in Israel. So I came. He hooked me up with some, there was a son of some, his father, Dvar Yushalayim, Rav Horitz, had a yeshiva. Okay. And uh, Shlomo says, I can go hang out there. I don't have to do it. I said, Shlomo, I got long hair. I you know, I'm not so much into religion, and I I play guitar all day. He says, "Don't worry, they'll let you stay." Anyway, I went there, and uh, and uh, he didn't make it. He passed away. Mm-hmm. He never made it. One day, the rabbi came in. He says, "I don't think you're going to be playing with Shlomo because he's passed away." And uh, so I, but I stayed, and from then I connected to a lot of the students, mm-hmm. and was playing in the beginning. You know, uh, you know, Chaim David. That we played with a few years together it was just a very uh, unbelievable. And then Rebel Sheba with Yehuda Katz for many years. So um, and let's, before we get to the Rebel Sheba, you, yeah. so you uh, grew up with your father's guitar. Your father had a acoustic guitar. Yeah, you? acoustic guitar, right. When, when did Laser Lloyd go over to the electric side? Yeah, well, so my mother, she's upset from this day about this, but when I was about 15, my father took me to a Santana concert. That explains it all. Yeah. I don't need you to say anything yeah, else. Yeah, so after I saw that, I mean, wow. And then the same year, he took me to see Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan was a artist in the 1980s when everyone was playing like heavy metal mm-hmm. and cheesy, hard rock. He came out with the blues. There was a renaissance of the blues, this artist, Stevie Ray Vaughan. 
And uh, Eric Clapton and B.B. King, all the blues today, Buddy Guy was rejuvenated through this one artist. He wow. was from Texas. So my father took me to see him live also. So the, the, that's how the, the, the nail was in the coffin. I was nothing doing anything but playing the so, blues. so let me ask you, does it make a difference if you're playing a niggin on your acoustic or electric guitar? Yeah, I, I love to play it on the classical, the nigun, the classical guitar. How, how do you, how does Laser Lloyd decide what songs get played acoustically and what songs get played uh, yeah. electrically? You know, every song you can do it both ways, you know what I'm saying? But obviously you feel it more. Certainly. Yeah, the classical guitar brings out something. Like when, when I, I just hear Shlomo play a little bit of classical guitar and he starts whistling and I, I'm, it's like for me, I'm Kipper in one second, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Something, something. Each instrument has its own chen. I don't know how, how you say chen in in English. Some shine, nice. Uh, no, it's some words you can't really. Sweetness, change. yeah, I know what you're saying. There's a chen. There's a certain thing about it that really. So the, for me, a nigun has to be played with a. I like it the best with the classical guitar. You want the original source. You don't want anything in between you and the nigun, so to speak. Yeah, and the classical guitar is just so spiritual and so soft, and it's. I guess it's close to the harp. I guess I, I guess I feel when I play the classical guitar, it sounds like that's made for the nigun. Well, like what a violin? What, you know, like a yeah. violin and a clarinet. These. I, I hear. Yeah. Well, um, besides acoustic and electrical guitar, what uh, what other instruments do you play? I play a harmonica. Did you bring I, one with you? I bring some harmonicas. Yeah. You bring? You have one here? Yeah, I can play the blues oh with boy. the harmonica. The Jewish harmonicas. <laughs> a Jewish harmonica. It's really great. Yeah, is is it, it get a circumcision or has the yamaka? <laughs> Well, it took me a while to find this, but there are harmonicas that are in the key that you need. They're called minor harmonicas. And if you find one of these, they're really, really, really great sound. You know, when, you're, when you're pulling that out, I'm thinking yeah. of Avram Rosenblum. <laughs> oh, very good friend. Oh, yeah? He's sure. He was going to come up last time I was in the city. He was going to come up and join me for the gig. Last time we played in Lakewood, of all places, believe it or not, a blues gig. Amazing. Yeah, it was great. And he said he was going to come up, but he, he couldn't make it. He had some with his wife. But he was he's our guitar rebbe, you know. He's all our guitar rebbe. Are, are there places where you can learn harmonica professionally, Laser? Or the harmonicas I'm stuff sure there are. I, what happened to me was when after I met Atlantic Records, they really liked me, and they didn't like the band so much. Interesting. So they had me come in, and they wanted me to start playing. Uh, this is in 1989. They wanted me to play, like, um, some coffee shops and my same songs by myself. Right. That's how you do it. So I had to play all these plays. So I, I started taking up the harmonica so I would have this extra voice. 100%. You, you want to fill up the sound around it. So I'll give you a little taste of some Jewish blues harmonica. Okay.
Wow. So now, now I see what you're saying about the, the harp, the clarinet, the harmonica. This, it's a soulful sound. It is a soulful sound. You it, can, you can take people it People take for, it as a kiddie instrument, but it's a very soulful instrument. It is. You can take it over just so long, you know. It's not like a clarinet or violin. <laughs> you can't take a whole night of harmonica playing. I don't so think what, so. So what did you say? What makes that harmonica Jewish? This is the scale. It's a, it's crying scale. It's the minor, but it's a certain minor. It's a harmonic minor. All the Jewish songs, and many times they have this, the seventh. Okay, I hear now. You hear that? So this special, this, this, this is built for that. It took me a while to find it, but you know, I found it. So where does one find? Where, where does one shop for harmonica's laser? Yeah, yeah. This, it, it, well, it took me a while till I could find it. I, I actually ordered that one. I asked them. I, I looked around. I said, "Well, don't they make them?" And you know, because usually the standard is just a regular, you know, blues harmonic. You know. Yeah, that's the standard blues. Hard not to get it, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was a matter of playing, you know, the breathing in, the breathing out. Uh, well, no, that is, but then there's the, the way the tune. There's different right. harmonicas that have different notes on them. Interesting. Tune differently. No, it's very cool. Yeah, it? yeah. We're getting a music lesson. <laughs> it's, look, it's, it's better to understand. <laughs> so you play with Chaim David, and then you join yeah. Revelish Sheva. Yeah. Well, at the same time, I was doing my own music. I mm-hmm. just, I, I just put out my own album. It was called Sheer Hadash. Right. The Galpan still distributes it. <laughs> I had just finished it and someone had heard it and they, it was like blues, Jewish blues. I did a little bit in Hebrew even and, um, uh, and someone uh, played it for Chaim Davi and they said, you gotta meet this guy. He just came from America. He's a professional blues and anyway, Chaim Davi is really lightened. So it was, you know, so much I learned from Rabhaim David. He was so humble and just unbelievable. So there I was, you know. Right. And then uh, I met all the Hevre, and then immediately I found uh, Rebel Sheva was making, just needed somebody like me, and so then it went to them. And so on the, I had my own songs doing on the side, but I couldn't dedicate all the time I needed to. And then uh, some of the Israel, what happened was. Rebel Sheva, you became. From instead of just a, a band member, I think you... you yeah, I wrote a lot of songs yeah, for them songs and songs, some, sang some of the songs there. So for them some songs, Tamid Besimcha and some other songs. Well, I, I got a song right here I think we should play just to remember the good old times. Okay. And we'll give you a little break, get okay. some water into your system. Right Great. Now. So here is, uh, this is one I was listening to last night that I really liked. Uh, Hashem Oz from, from the album Kumu. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I think you play a lot of guitar on this one, right? There's a lot of guitar here. Yeah, a lot of guitar. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, Hashem O's Revel Shev, of course, featuring Laser Lloyd off the album Kumu. And listen to this, and we'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs>
Yeah, that <laughs> guitar play, but that was Rabbi Harpo. That was not laser. That was Rabbi Harpo. Yeah, Shabbat That was that was David Avramson. That was a previous before laser. Yeah, laser but I love that. that. I love that laser song and that, that guitar stuff there. So Revel Shava, you were part of for how many years? You told me you were you were at Nachum Siegel Studios yeah, actually. It was, with about, Shava. it was about eight or nine years. You know? Wow. We were all over the world, and uh, it was really great. You know, we connected a lot of. Uh, a lot of Yidin, I know, that ended up at the Shabbos table that when we met them, they were, you know, some even non-Jewish. And some, it was a real, it was a great thing. It if you had a, to categorize Revelous Shabbos' style of music, yeah, where is that? Yeah, it was like, a, I would say it was like a jam band meets Carly Bach, you know. Interesting. Like the Grateful Dead meets Carly Bach. Live, it was really great, like... What I liked about it is if from people enjoyed it, and then also we would go to like Santa Cruz out in California, and the hippies would just thought it was like so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you, yeah. Well, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Any interesting places that you've uh, performed? You know, that people would say you performed where? Yeah. Well, I tell you, they just I just got back from tour in Moscow. Yeah, I heard about that. I, yeah. That was so incredible. Not just, I mean, he did a Russia tour, right? Yeah, yeah. Who does, who does a Russian tour in 2013? I mean, yes, there are more Jews there than there were years ago because, you know, thank God the way of living got easier there. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a lot of my fan base in Israel, I mean, you know, most of my work is done. I mean, I'm sure most of your audience is a from audience, right? Yeah, I assume so. Huh? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have no idea. Because it's the internet, we're not terrestrial radio. Yeah, well, so I'll tell, I'll, I'll let the secret out. I mean, I'm, 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 I could make, a lot more money if I just played music for from people from weddings. But you know, my rabbi told me I have to. I, I'm out there for you know people without keepers in Israel all day long. That's what I do right. in the bars and the nightclubs. And a lot of my listeners in Israel are Russians because Israelis are not don't know what the blues is so much. Mm-hmm. It's not high on the list. And Russians, this is they love this old vintage rock and the blues. Right. So. You know, they, these promoters once were in uh, one of these Jew, Russian nightclubs that I played, and they just thought it was, like, awesome. So they they said, hey, we want you to tour in Russia. And they took some of the discs. They, they, it was so funny that people in the main Russian radio station, I don't know, I guess it would be like, what's the main one in New York, WPLR? I don't know what the main... Hi. Anyway, so they had this special Black Sabbath and Laser Lloyd. The guy started, and so the next thing I know, he says, they, the people want it, so you got to come. So, you know, I asked him, you know, I was a little bit nervous in the beginning because, you know, you're about from Russian Mafia and all these. I didn't know. But do you speak any Russian? No. You didn't pick up any Russian? No. No. I mean, I picked up a few words, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it was just great. Like, you see me in open arms and... Uh, they pay you in rubles or in dollars? They, he exchanged the rubles for dollars. Oh, look at that. And they, it was all, it was, they were great people. We became like family. They're going to be coming to Israel. So how many how many places did you tour? While you it were? was like seven shows. Wow. Yeah, seven I'm shows. I'm sure you had a couple thousand people between all the shows. Yeah, easily a couple thousand people. And it was just very warm. And the people, you know, I was really nervous because a lot of my show is I tell a few stories and jokes and, you know, my personality... I, you know, when you're in the bars in Israel, you want to give over Torah. You have to. There's a certain way. It's right. very delicate operation. But you speak Hebrew too, so I mean. Yeah, I can Hebrew. I can do it, but without being able to speak a word of Russian, I was really afraid. How is this going to work out? So, because what language did you do it in? I did a little bit of English, but mostly I did it with gestures. You know, I go out into the crowd. You know, a little yeah, stand uh, at the table, make funny things on the stage, along with the good music, and it. 
it, it, it was, if you, it says, whatever comes to heart. So they have a big heart there because life is so tough there, you know, that people really need an outlet. And they need, when they go out, they really have to, they want to get something that really takes them away, you know. Right. So it was very, that, I, I would think that was my favorite experience of a place, you know, that you wouldn't think of. Russia. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I, you, you played some of, I mean, you, you play Hebrew songs or just straight up, you no, know? I, I played all my blues songs and I played a few like that I, the Nigun. Right. With I mean, the band, uh, you put out an album almost a year ago, uh, Laser Lloyd by My Blues. My Own Blues, my yeah. Own blues. My Own Blues. Got, we got album of the year in 2012 in Israel, blues album of the year. You were nice year. enough to send it to me. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, that got sent to the Nashville, uh, uh the Memphis. International Blues Challenge. They sent the disc oh, wow. there. And? and so from there, all these record companies started calling me. I, for a long time, didn't deal with the record companies from Atlantic Records. Just did everything on my own. Because right. the whole record business just got changed. It just was like, you have to do everything on your own. There's no real record companies left. Or there. they own everything. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing, like. So I was really not going to go for it. And then this one guy, all the songs that I was writing that I really liked, mm-hmm. but... Nobody in Israel, those were the ones that the people really enjoyed or picked out. Right. He, he was like saying, did you write that song? And he was like writing me emails. Right. And I thought, I write back to everybody. Yeah. I said, yeah. So after a while, he says, I'm, you know, Joe from Blues Leaf Records. And listen, I want to I wanna sign you to our record label. I said, I said yeah, come on. Yeah, I'll say. So anyway, uh, yes, yesterday the, the album got released. The, the new album. The new album. My own blue. My it's called uh, Lost on the Highway. Lost on the, which I found out. Yes, that's the album. Yeah, yeah. I found out here. Avrami, give it to me. Let me let's let's show it to the people here. Yeah. And here's a funny thing. I I was going through your stuff with Yud. You sang this song with Yud, right? Lost on not this version, but not a, this version, but a, this a different version. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that's a song of mine of Yud. Yeah, that I did no, electrically. No, no. I'm not saying people should feel gypped or anything. I, I was no, of course. It sounded totally different. I couldn't tell. Yeah, the same yeah. Song, I love that except song. Except for the lyrics. Yeah, I love the song. So there's a lot of songs I do them acoustically and I do them electrically, different versions. Mm-hmm. So that one song, yes, that was on the. Uh, Yud album, Pass so and there, Over. Yes. So there are 13 tracks available by Blue Leaf. What's it like for a religious guy to be on, on Blue Leaf on a, yeah. on a, on a, a uh, blues label, yeah. like the first Jewish blues artist? Yeah. Like I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if I, yeah, I don't describe myself as religious. You know, for me, Jew, being Jewish and it's not really religious. You know, it's, no. I consider religious some person like, Looks in his closet. He's got some spooky stuff going on. You know? <laughs> yeah. I consider it like you know, to be a Jew is like the more you connect to Hashem, you connect to the world. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel it is. And the higher you connect, the more you feel connected to the whole world. So for me, it's just like good guys are good guys, and these guys are real good guys. And it's like we're teamwork together, and they really, what they really love it, you know. And I think they really understand that. I dressed the Kurdish Borchu into the blues, mm-hmm. and I think they like the idea that they're being a part of distributing it. You know? 100%. So yeah. I, I got a track off the new album, yeah. and this is the one I'd like to play, unless you want to do it live. It's up to you. A world Falling on Me. Oh, great. I, I felt, you know, it's Elul, we're getting closer to Hashem, we're getting uh, closer to the Day of Repentance. This, yeah, this, yeah. this was a... We, Play the track, right? Let people Whatever hear what it sounds like. Whatever you guys want. Like. It's yeah. your show. It's your show. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll hear you play a little bit more okay. live. We'll let you take another drink. So, hey, okay. ladies and gentlemen, the world premiere. I don't think this has been played anywhere, right? Um, 
World Fallen on Me, yeah. Laser Lloyd off the brand new album Lost. Jewish no- premiere. Jewish premiere. Lost on the Highway. <laughs> Uh, to purchase it, it's on the CD Baby, I'm sure. Amazon. Amazon, iTunes, laserloy.com. <laughs> Anyways, here's the Jewish premiere on knockemseagull.com. <laughs> Like a sinner, sometimes I feel like a saint, sometimes I feel like I'm living, Lord, and sometimes I feel like I ain't. Lord, hear me calling, world falling on me. No, I don't know what to do, Lord, and I don't know who to be. Across the rivers, travel across the seas, hang out with the preachers, or maybe it was the thieves, hang out with the prophets, some people call them fools. I don't know who is winning here, Lord, and who is gonna lose. Lord, hear me calling, world falling on me. No, I don't know what to do, Lord, and I don't know who to be. What to do? They don't ask too many questions. They're just following the rules. Lord, hear me calling. World falling on me. No, I don't know what to do, Lord, and I don't know who to be. Oh, Lord, hear me calling. 
Falling on me, Laser Lloyd off the new album Lost on the Highway. So, Laser Yud, yeah. talk to me about Yud, Laser. For thirty seconds, no problem. I had, I had, a, I had, a, I had a song cued. You ready? No, no, no. Time ain't money. Yeah. Okay, let's hear a little Yud, then we're gonna talk Yud. <laughs> I think it's a good message besides the music. I made money. Well, everybody knows that your time is gonna come. Well, some like to walk there and some like to run. Big boss is waiting. Yeah, to see what you do Ain't no checks you can write When that real rent is due Cause time ain't money You know, time is life Stop losing yourself Stop wasting your time gonna play this sound Cause time ain't money back talking about you Okay, so talk to me about you, Laser. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, so We're living in, um which is the hood, you know, we call right. it the hood. The hood. Yeah, it's really good. Israeli gr- hood. Yeah, it's really the greatest place in the world. I love it, you know. Being a rock and roll blues man living in the hood is very cool, you know, okay. because you go out and you're, you're in the... Makes you legit. Well, you know, it's like you go, you're, I'm spending my time in the disco and the pubs all the time, so I like to come back and get a whole different vibe. It balances you out well, you know. Yeah. The hood is unshakable. You know what I'm saying? It's unshakable for the good and for the bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, I live in the hood, and there there was other two bearded fellows living in the hood, and we we met. They're English speakers. Moshe Yankowski, with his great drummer, mm-hmm. and uh, Yaakov Levko. And even though blues was my was my main thing, I connected very much to the cream and the the vintage vintage rock. Okay. And so, Which makes sense. those guys were very much into the vintage rock. So I took some of the material that I had done with Atlantic and wrote some new stuff, and uh, we blasted onto the Israeli scene. Well, the Yud Power Trio was like ZZ Top with three beers. But how, what's what's Yud? Why Yud? Well, uh, who picked that name? Uh, so I picked the name Yud because um, it says that the the the, the spirit of this world was. Um, it's made with the yud, you know. 
Okay. The, 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 the yud is like a connection between this, taking the spiritual and bring it into the into the physical, physical world. So it was like dressing a, the spiritual message into a very heavy vessel. And you, you guys know. took off, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, we took off and uh, we played the Israeli Day Parade. Only ones get invited back year after year. It was they only had people one year, and we and did. I, a, I know Gershon Vroba had this uh, rock rock me music. Yeah, festival yeah, we, yeah. We did, did that. that. We did a whole yeah. bunch of big things, and we were on college campuses, and it was very good. And uh, it was very hard work, and it was great. But uh, Yaakov, the bass player, he before he made tshuva, he was a psychiatrist, and really? so his his family decided he should go back and finish his degree. <laughs> as opposed to making a living as a rock and roll, you gotta really want it. He and, and, and his charge more than sixteen dollars a CD. Uh, uh, you're a psychiatrist. Yeah. So anyway, he also he had nine kids, so he went and finished his degree in um, in back in uh, in Canada. And I was doing the yud, and people liked it, but really, I like the blues format better better than right. the rock thing because that's really what my all my Years I did it with, and so the Laser Lloyd actually became much more successful than the Yud worldwide, just because the rock scene in general, it's let's I wouldn't I, I would say it's very um, let's be polite fashion oriented. Okay. <laughs> and three bearded guys just is not as sexy as you. You need to be for the rock and roll world. But in the blues world, you know, it's not about that. It's more about you got to be real. The sound, you got to be real. And you can be an old gray-haired guy. But if you got the blues and it's doing right, it, it goes. So It's I, about the soul. It's, it's not about, about the look. Right? Yeah, it's about the soul. So Now, yeah. now two questions for Laser Lloyd. Yeah. What, where did the Laser Lloyd signature hat come in? Oh, okay. So this is a, this is a good story. So anyway. Uh, Don't tell me you picked it up in Russia. No. I was on, one time I went to play, actually with Shlomo Katz, to England. And I had this old hat. It was really nasty already. But I never, so, you know, some people saying, listen, Laser, you, you gotta get a new hat, man. Can't keep wearing that hat. It's like good for the bars, but it ain't happening on Chavez. Right. I wasn't really sure what to do. I and mean, it was this really windy, cold England, Day. London Typical, night. Yeah. yeah, it was Shabbos. And all of a sudden, this my hat blew off and it was all snowy and everything. I went to try to pick it up and this double decker bus bus came and totally plowed it over. And I was just started dancing. I was so happy. People said, What are you nuts? They just plowed your hat over. I said, Yeah, but I almost spent five hundred dollars on one of those new, you know, from Frisbee hats and they would have just been trash now. So that day on, I came to Manhattan, and I, you know, I saw this one of the brothers walking down the street with this real cool hat. So I said, "Where'd you get that? It looked like, you know, a from sort of like the from hats, but it looked yeah. like it had air conditioning. You see, it's got air conditioning, and it looked like it was waterproof. <laughs> and I, you know, I said, if if a bus ran over that, it probably could fix it. So he says, "Hey, man, that's you got to go to JJ's." So he told me where JJ's hats are, and I went over there instead of spending five hundred bucks. You know, my hat's thirty-five bucks. And, you know, when the stewardess, she says, I'm sorry, sir, there's no room for that. And she crumples it up and puts it in between the You're baggage. You're okay with that. I'm okay with that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody in my neighborhood, they got plastic bags during the rainy season on their heads. I don't have to have any plastic bags. It's right. waterproof. Amazing. So that's the hat story. That's the hat story. Uh, the second question is, 
What is the blues, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Explain w- to the Jewish people, yeah. what is well, blues? Well, the blues is the David Melech. He's the first blues singer. Really? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you look at all the Shigayon, the David, and all, all the blues is, is, is really speaking with your heart. It's like saying, you know, it's, it's a deep prayer. It's telling Hashem my struggles. You know, David Melech is really the essence of the blues, you know. It's being real I, honest with I don't, with but I'm, I'm learning it now. Yeah, so David, this is what it is. And then uh, the, that's the, that's the essence of the blues. If you just read Tehillim, mm-hmm. David Melech is the master of of words exactly describing what you're feeling in your heart. And it's not easy, you know. If you you have to really be able to pinpoint, it's an art. And David Melech is, is it took that art, and um, through the generations, it was used by other people. And um, in Black America, the fo- the music form was kind of a form of English-Irish country folk music blended with the African beat of where slaves came from okay. in America, and they blended it together. That's the f- music form, but the content, it's, it's, it's listen, the highest thing in, in the Jewish prayer is Tachanun. Right. That's the highest place in the... We should never cancel the Tachanun. People cancel it quick. The Tachanun Especially is the, where I live. <laughs> yeah. That's the highest... It says in the Kabbalah, it's the highest place when you tell Hashem... Wow, when you really have uh, repentance and feel yeah. better. So in the blues music, there's a lot of that going on, of saying I messed up and really know that I messed up. Well, why don't you play us a song from Laser Lloyd's uh-huh. Blues. Please show us what the blues is. Okay, okay. The only way you can, because okay. you said you can't, you can't explain it to me. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a little Elul Blues. Okay, Elul Blues. Laser Lloyd. Take my heart Make it new Give me a sign, Lord What you want me to do But take it easy on me Cause Lord knows I've been trying Try to be nice to people Wherever I go Yeah, my wife and children Try to make a happy home So take it easy on me Lord knows that I've been trying Don't fool nobody might fool myself Yeah, good deeds and charity Lord, you know I've tried to help So now have a little mercy on me And I know it ain't the first time But take it easy on me, Lord Cause Lord knows I've been trying Yes, I've been trying
been a hard life It's been a long road, Lord I keep traveling on it But it's, it's taking its toll So take it easy on me The Lord knows Take it easy on me <coughs> The Lord knows Take it easy on me Lord knows That I've been trying Yes, I've been trying Thank you. Well, now we have... <coughs> Now we understand what the blues want. Yeah. You need some more water, Liz? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit early for the blues, but it's okay. Blues is like 11 o'clock at night music. But... You have a... <clears throat> I can't sing that song in that early in the morning, Talk to the Lord. But it's on the, <laughs> it's like my favorite song, Talk to the Lord, is on the new CD. Really? Yeah. It's a great one. We can maybe end the show with it. It's a good one. Really? Okay, perfect. I just wanted to discuss one more thing with you because we're getting close, and I know you have a gig to go to, right? First of all, LaserLoyd.com is the one place <laughs> to find Laser and, I guess, to be in touch with you. Yes. You mean with my manager? Your manager, your, yeah. your team. I yeah. know uh, Laser Lloyd is on Twitter. We follow him and we tweet to him. Yeah. And Laser Lloyd on Facebook as well. Yeah. Uh, the Yud albums, the Revel Shiva albums, the Laser Lloyd albums, and all CD available, Baby. all available digitally. So yeah. if you can't find one in your store, go get it digitally. Exactly. I got this email yesterday. Okay. Okay. It's a guy in Israel released an album uh, about a, about a year ago with Yerachimiel Ziegler and Salma Katz. Yeah. And it's a new single he's releasing. Is it Moshe David Weissman? Oh, unbelievable. Avoidas Hashlemos. Wow. I think the first album is called Avoidas Hashem or something like that, right? Um, I don't remember the first album. So this is called Avoidas Hashlemos. It's a brand new single, and I see produced by Laser Lloyd. Yeah. So talk to a me. Lo- a lot of people ask me, they want, I think the people know, it's the cat is out of the bag, that sometimes what we perceive as modern Jewish Hasidic music mm-hmm. is really bad. I'm sorry to say, but it's really lacking any heart or feeling, you know. There's a lot of p- good people, but there's a lot of real stuff that's really it's just bad. And I, I, I don't blame, but someone grows up from he just doesn't know, you know. Right. He's not supposed to know what the New York Giants are. It's not from guys not supposed to have to, doesn't have to know that. He's supposed to know what the Torah is. But sometimes the music is just really bad. And I think that uh, people now, they want to try to find out how I can make it real, how I can make it good, how I can make it not kitschy. And so a lot of people ap- approach me, they want me to produce their albums. And I, I take on just very few, if I feel it's really the Shem Shamayim, right. ha- I'll take it on. I don't want to take it on if it's someone who just wants to make money. So one of the people I took on was this uh, Moshe David, and his, his songs are really just, I, I get emotional just speaking about it because... Uh, it's just, it's extremely deep, and uh, I really feel that Hashem sent him these these songs. Really, and, and he does it totally the Shem Shemayim, and, uh, and it's just beautiful, beautiful music. And I tell him, listen, I'm going to want to produce it as I hear, not what the Jewish world is used to. I only take it on. I want to do it how I feel it's supposed to be. How you feel? How it's supposed to be done. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it doesn't sound anything like most of the other Jewish music. It's very, I would say it was more minimalistic, and 
Yeah, let's, let's, let's take a listen, 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 ladies and gentlemen. My favorite album that came out this year. World premiere of Vaidas Hashlemus, Moshe David Weissman. Weissman or Weissmandel? Weissman. 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 Moshe David Weissman of Vaidas Hashlemus single. Available for purchase on CD Baby, Mostly Music, every other website, every other music website. And this is the world premiere on the Nachum Single Network. Available now on all your music outlets. And yeah, actually, he also has great Leibidik Nigunim also. I actually, uh, they put up like a little video of them recording some of the songs. So you're, I think you're playing guitar and they have Rocky doing some harmonies. Oh, okay. Great. So you know Rocky, you know a lot of the guys. Oh, Rocky's a great you know. friend. You know, Rocky's a great friend. 
so many talented musicians in Israel, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so before we go, we, let's talk about the last couple shows you got here in New York, Laser. Tell me about the shows you got and where, where yeah. you're going to be performing. Oh, we had some great ones until now, and uh, we're going to be tonight at the Stony Brook Jewish Festival, right? That's out in Stony Brook, Long Island, right on the beach. It's going to be a great one. Man. Using local blues musicians. Well, I didn't have to be at home. <laughs> Concert with laser on the beach sounds like an amazing night. Yeah, yeah. And tomorrow we're going to be in the Millinery Center Synagogue. Where it all started. 8 o'clock, yeah, where it all started. That's on, uh, where is it, 38th and 6th, something like that. Yeah, 1025 Avenue. Yeah, that's, that's the way we're going to tell the whole story of Izzy, the homeless person in Central Park, and how I got to but why, why did it take so long for you to return to this place? I, I tell you, I was just going all over the world, and I actually, Rav Warman called me like a few months back in Israel. Interesting. Yeah, and I was just, uh, I was just thinking around. I said, you know what? We, we got to go back there and do it. You know, it's not a re- it's not a normal concert venue. That's right, why no, I didn't go definitely there. Definitely not. Yeah, so we're gonna be there on Thursday and Saturday night. We're hitting the hood, Crown Heights. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I know. How about Israel? I know yeah. they're very excited to have Yeah, you. that's going to be great. And then on Sunday, we're ending it in um, Jericho, right? Going to Jericho. Isn't there a song, Going to Jericho? There's no yeah, song? Yeah, there is. Miad? Miad in Jericho. What time is the concert there? Sunday night. 5.30. Yeah. Uh, are the dates the dates should be on laserloid.com, right? The dates are on laserloid.com. Yeah, maybe we should just mention that coming up is this unbelievable... Exciting project. What project? Huh? Should we mention Talk a little bit? Talk to me, Laser. What project? Well, we've been blessed with something very unbelievable. Uh, you know, from traveling around, from where I came from, traveling around the world and living in the neighborhood I do, my wife is, is also Moroccan, Mesorti um, background, and I spent a lot of time in those neighborhoods. I, I think more than anyone, really, I get to spend time with all of the different groups of Am Yisrael on a daily basis. Okay. And I just realized Am Yisrael is so unbelievable in all its shapes and forms, from the kibbutz to Ramat Bet Shemesh Bet. But I've been pained over the years, especially the last year, it's really come to a head of all the friction in the in Am Yisrael among the different groups. It looks like it seems to it's gone sort of ahead, you know, in Israel for sure. Yeah, that I can definitely agree with. Yeah, so it's really pained for me. And I've done a lot of work, like in my neighborhood we have... We've set up a shul. It's kind of like a 12-step program for Notori Carter people. Okay. And we, like, take them out of that. And we, like, done some unbelievable things. In the mikvah. Okay, yeah, yeah. wake up. Yeah, so we, we explained to them. You know, you can smile to the world. Being angry at the world doesn't help. Yelling at the world doesn't help. You know, you can keep all your Yiddish guys. Just don't don't make hillish. A lot of people, you know, shul's really filled up. A lot of the guys. But, but it has to be done in a nice and a loving way. They really right. have a lot of good intentions. And they have a lot of things to be scared about, but they're, they're disinformed. Mm-hmm. Just like people from the kibbutz are disinformed of what is the Torah and what does it mean to be an, you know, an observant Jew. And I work with a lot of those people. And so I wrote this song, um, Ha'am Shali, okay. in Hebrew. And it's basically, I was just uh, very pained by seeing non-from people and also uh, people in my neighborhood are just feeling they don't want to be a part of the Klali, um, Klali Israel. They're feeling disconnected. And so I wrote the song, Ha'am Sheli. Okay. And, I, and someone heard me sing it. I really believed in the song. It has a lot of potential to bring all of Israel together. And a very special person, Naftali Kalfa. He's oh, also sure, a singer. Yeah. 
he heard the song. He says, wow, I never heard such a song. And he says, we got to do this. We have to have every Jewish person. That's what he was talking about on Facebook the other day. Yeah. I mean, he, has, he put out a couple single uh, Bridges with Shy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shine, and he put out a couple stuff. And I know he's worked with Piment in the past. And yeah, yeah. He did a single with Shlomo Katz. But uh, so you and him together, wow. So, well, he, he yeah, he funded it unbelievably. Right. And, and, and we got some other people involved. And we made an unbelievable video, and we brought in, you know, I want to take some people from different backgrounds, you know. So I took God Elbas, who is like the phenomenal singer. Phenomenal. Yeah. I want to take the. He's a phenomenal singer it's and just person. Sweetheart. He does a lot of work for Am Yisrael to all these places where you know girls came from battered home, and he just he, he gives a tremendous amount of time, and he comes from a Sephardi background. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to take him and also Shlomo Katz. Course had to have him because right. he's for me is Am Yisrael and a good old friend of mine. He wrote the strings for it, Aaron Rosell, and he also sang on it because Aaron just has such a tremendous amount of. Yeah, we have, we have a good, good well-rounded group of friends over there. Yeah, so we're, we're all familiar with. Yeah, and then so we went out and we made this video of every group of you could think of in Am Yisrael from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem to the soldiers from all uh, even people. We got people in the neighborhood to agree, you know, and some of the people from the neighborhood did it. And we got people on the streets of Tel Aviv. Just an unbelievable emotional video. And now we're launching it. We want to launch it as a project to just, I really feel if it's explained well, we can really patch up Am Yisrael. But it, it takes someone who is grow up really, you have to be in the hood. Right. You, you can't really understand the hood if you don't grow up. You can't understand it, but you know, we, we can still see the destruction that's going on. And, and the, But you have to also see the good side. You yeah. know, In my neighborhood, I'm telling you, there's no place in the world I would want to live. It's just like till 3, 4 in the morning, I could have my kids run outside. It, it's really an unbelievable place. And 99.9% of the people are like the greatest people. Here you have people, 10, 15 kids. There's no vacation. I mean, really, their heads are into, uh, uh, you know, Avas Hashem, the Torah and everything. And there's a few wackos that mess the whole image up. Agreed. And the media helps on this. But for the average person in the street, he doesn't know better. The same thing is when I go to the kibbutzim today and when I go out to the average Israeli, there is no Zionism left. There's like like these people in my neighborhood are taught, here, watch out for the Zionists, they're going to take you away from the Torah. That is not, that element is not like it was 150 years ago in Romania and in Hungary where the, you know, Chastam Soifer right, right, says right. we have to, it doesn't exist anymore. These are just Tinochei Nishbar, there's just average people grew up, their parents weren't from, they don't know, they're not like anti Torah, they just don't know. Right. And they're just beautiful neshamas. So we just have to um, hook ourselves together, and we're going to go on a whole tour. Bring so when is this video going to be released? This is going to be in Rosh Hashanah, Perfect. around Perfect. the world, and we're going to go, yeah, after Rosh Hashanah, that's the same thing. After Rosh Hashanah. It's obviously not when the shofar is blowing, Yechavit, chill out. <laughs> she had too much coffee. It's okay. I want to thank you, Yechavit, for, for setting this up and for making sure everybody is here. And I'm sure she's she's been. You said uh, she only slept an hour. Yochevit Simon is, you know, I was for a lot of years doing this by myself, and this year just a lot of people stepped in to take it to another new level. I think it's I think company. it's hilarious that she she works with uh, you work with Yishai Fleischer, right? And now everybody in in this part of the studio is there with him, and you're in and you're in and you're in America. Oh, he's R- incredible. Very backwards. He's, he's uh, incredible. So we, we want to wish you first of all, Aksiyah oh, Simatova. Thank you very much. We want to so see you always. many years continue with doing what you're oh, doing man, and inspiring oh, people. Oh, and we wanted to close with which track? Uh, talk to the world's Lord. falling on me. No, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Yeah. Oh, it's called talk, I believe, right? Talk, yeah. Talk. Well, 
Laser, thank Shkaya, you so much, Yossi. A pleasure having you again. Check out Laser's tour dates. New album on sale now. Laser Lloyd lost on the highway, and we'd like. We're oh wait, play. one last thing. If, oh, yeah? if there's any good Jewish record label that wants to keep in its stores, we're open to that possibility. No, so there you go. <laughs> Uh, we're going to play you out with uh, talk from the album Lost in the Highway. And you, my friends, listening to the Z-Report Live on the Nachum Siegel Network. show for what now and never show why but from early in the morning till late at night oh yes all this confusion weighing heavy on my mind until one day yes i started looking around i said there's too much time wasted yes always feeling down so yeah closed the doors and all the windows in the house i sat there by myself until i figured it all out Yes, I started to talk, talk to the Lord, yeah. Let him know what's on my mind. I started to talk, talk to the Lord, yeah. Oh, I hear him listen to every word I say. You know you might think I'm crazy, might think I'm going insane. You're thinking financial pressure's not enough loving my game. But you know I had plenty of money, yeah, women left and right. Was a real bossing over in the town every night Oh yeah, it sounds so exciting like the movies and TV There was only one problem that never felt like me So you know, no one knew about my suffering inside Oh yeah, until one day I just left it all behind And yes, I started to talk Talk to the Lord, yeah I let them know what's on my mind. I started to talk, talk to the Lord, yeah. I felt them listening every word I said. I started to talk. I think no one listened, might think you lost your mind you Gotta trust me, my friends, and got to give it a little time Well, you just gotta open your hearts and let it all out Sometimes it's with a tear and sometimes it's with a shout You know, uh, what was, that ain't what's got to be Cause the one who runs this world, he can change your history And no, you don't need to believe me if you just give it a try Oh, it's just a few words, you'll feel the light shine Oh, when you learn to talk, yeah, talk to the Lord Oh, yeah, yeah, let him know what's on your mind You got to talk, yeah, talk to the Lord Oh, yeah, they're gonna hear every word you're saying You got to talk to the Lord to talk, yeah, talk to the Lord, yeah, no, he's gonna hear you, what's on your mind, talk to the Lord.
That was Talk to the Lord from Laser Lloyd off the Lost on the Highway, the brand new album. Next up, it's a brand new world premiere, a new song from Avram Fried's upcoming Yiddish album. The album is entitled Amachaya. Here is a Rice world premiere, Zeroport, Nachum Siegel Live Launch, Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that was a brand new single from Israeli singer-composer Elad Sha'er, entitled Rabbi Nachman, put it out just in time for Rosh Hashanah. We had so much we were supposed to get to today, but because we had an amazing time with Laser Lloyd, we're not going to get to it. So sorry, we won't get to the brand new single, Itzik Dadya Shivyon Banatel, that he composed right before he, he just entered the army. You hear this? Yeah, I saw it on my site. And Alfred Fried Zamachaya should be in stores next week. We played you a song off of that, 13 tracks. And from the makers of Amin Ve'Amin will be coming in two weeks, Al Hamazain. That's right, uh, a album on benching featuring Shlomi Daskal, Mati Ilwitz, Volvi Feldman, Shragi Stetner, and Moishi Eisenberg. So look out for that with arrangements by Yisraelam and somebody else. Barrio's new single, Besimcha, is available online. And God Elbaz has a brand new album called Nigun Umizmar coming out with Hasidic Nigunim for Yomtev. That'll be out next week. Next week, the Zero Report is off. So uh, I would like to wish all of you a fabulous two weeks. We'll be back in two weeks from today. Uh, I'd like to wish a happy anniversary to Morty and Dasi Tiefenbrunn. And uh, Laser sends regards. He just ran out. And sorry to listener who wanted me to play uh, Chazak from Barry Weber. We're not getting that, that today. And there are two songs in this week's Parsha. One is a Miami song, which I'm not getting to. But the last one, of course, last words of the, of the Parsha. Most people would want me to play the MBD Timcha from Tom Basimcha. But I'm playing the David Gabay Timcha off the debut album Ligabe. Wishing everybody a fabulous week. Yossi Zweig, Zierport Live, live Lunch. We're going to close the show out with this song. And again, mazel tov to me. I'll be in Detroit over Shabbos, so stop by the Ofer to say hi, and otherwise I'll be back in two weeks. So, Timcha, David Gabe, Z-Report Live, NachamSiegel.com.